You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of Heroes of the Horn is brought to you by a hero of the horn, Sir Kyle of House Del Grassi. He would never fight for the shadow. Welcome to Heroes of the Horn, a Wheel of Time podcast. I am Sir Matt. And I am Sir Ezra. Welcome to our Wheel of Time book club. The horn has sounded and we have answered the call. Today we are covering The Great Hunt, the prologue, In the Shadow. In the Shadow. Yeah, as as we were going through, uh, as we, you know... It was kind of weird because uh, February being an odd month, you know, we post on the 1st and the 15th. Uh, I was like, man, you know, it's really short in between those uh, in between those times. But then you get to these months where we have, you know, you have the 15th and you have 31 days of the month. And it's like, wow, you know, when are we recording again? <laughs> right. I know. Uh, yeah. And so and then it also comes at the same time that we're beginning, at, you know, the the second book. So uh, we're looking at it like, you know, we got to get that. We just got to do the prologue as well. So uh, get that out there. We're sure everybody is just hanging around at home. So we'll have the prologue and then we'll also have the. Um, scheduled episode of uh, chapters one through ten of the Great Hunt. I'm uh, finishing it up uh, tonight, and then we'll be recording and posting that tomorrow. It, things have changed. That's all yeah. I can say. Yeah. <laughs> things yeah. have changed. Right. Uh, it is moving fast uh, as we enter the second book. And real quick before we get going here, you know, one of the things I'm really liking about this book. Um, it's, it's not like, oh, that it's different or anything, but it's something I just noticed as I was, as I'm going through is that you could honestly probably start with this book. He, the way, the way Jordan is, it writes, you know, and he's, he's kind of re-explaining who the characters are and kind of what happened as a summary. I was like, man, I feel like you could actually, you could, if you were, if you just picked this book up off the shelf, um, you could read it and be like, huh, I, you know, I definitely want to go back, but you wouldn't be so lost. Um, and so I, I kind of appreciated that. I thought that was kind of, that's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. He does kind of go back and do almost like a, like a summary or, or what have you. And, and um, he kind of goes back, you know, always is always had that little bit with the, um, like the prophecy and, and then we're kind of, uh, yeah, we're, we're getting, 
re like refamiliarized with characters and stuff. So yeah, it's you're right. It's good. It's good. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but today we're going to be talking about the prologue. Um, so, th- so there's not. It's not going to be as as deep as uh, you know what what we'll be recording tomorrow. Um, the full ten chapters. Um, so we can pretty much save a lot of that stuff. You know, village council that we go through and some of these other things. Um, save a lot of that for tomorrow. But today, diving into the prologue. But as real quick, how you doing, man? How how have you been? Yeah, hey, I've been pretty good, you know, um, just kind of getting settled in and, and ready to to go. Uh, it's been uh, it's been wild. It's been wild out there for sure. So, you know, I've been able to kind of read, uh, do my readings, get ahead and and everything and catch up on some news and stuff. But I hope everyone's doing well and staying safe. Uh, it's just honestly a crazy time that we're living in. And and um, yeah, it's not much more to say than that right i mean we're just we're doing well i feel good and and healthy and and everything so um thankful for that but yeah how about you buddy hey man i am doing my uh american civil duty i have been staying home i have been sell you know not now it's you know now i can just call uh being antisocial self-isolating right right yeah so it's it's great on that on that front um, you know, it's this, this new term, self, self isolation, social distancing. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm an American hero for, uh, you know, laying on my couch, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm not spread, I'm not out there helping spread coronavirus. So I am doing my part. Okay. Good. Yes. I mean, that's, that's, that's what, that's what, I, that's what my country asks of me. And, and I can do that. I mean, again, that's all you can do. I, yeah. Again, man, you know, I mean, I, you know, as I'm as I'm laying around watching, net, you know, watching Netflix and, and plowing through shows, I'm just kind of in the back of my mind thinking, hey, you know, I am an American hero. OK, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just 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 <laughs> doing just doing hey, my part. OK, ma- ma- as Matt's- my as my girlfriend, who's a nurse who goes to work and is actually at risk. You oh, know, yeah. She, yeah. So. Well, yeah, so no, those are the real those are the real heroes out there. But uh, the in all honesty, the, the social distancing and everything it's uh, it's important and it's and it uh, is it it does help. I mean, it helps helps slow yeah. the slow the spread, flatten yeah. the curve. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, we're all about that and everything. So yeah, my sister too. Um, also just out there, kind of. She's a nurse. Uh, yeah, yeah, and my cousins. I'm like, wow, this is crazy, crazy to kind of think about. But yeah, I, I I can picture Matt sitting there going, uh, you know. You're you're just the dragon reborn, waiting for Moraine to come knock on your door, you know. And <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm sit you know I'm sitting around on the couch watching you know Netflix, Tiger King, and and Star Wars and all this stuff, just blaring, you know, proud to be an American. I just you know got the flag waving and just yeah, it's what you got to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm, <laughs> but you know, it's great. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, as the prologue. Yeah. Of uh, the great hunt. And the real big question is here, the man who calls himself Bors. Right. Yeah. Who is he? New character. You know, just like in the last book, the the prologue um, was obviously much different than the first, you know, like 10 chapters, you know, so that it doesn't include Rand and some of the other people. Um, although this time they're referenced, right? Like they're they're referenced. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- th- this chapter is um, it's kind of a council, right? You know, they're they're in a chamber. Uh, they don't really specifically name a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they yeah, refer yeah. to some of these people as the farmer uh, that the, and they're talking about, right? 
which would obviously lead you to believe Rand, um, uh, and and some of these and some of these other characters. Yeah. And so now we have this the man named Bors, who immediately again uh, I always talk about my brothers and you that I text. I get I get to this and I'm like, who's this guy called Bors? And you go, everybody responds immediately, oh, he's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. I, I I also I love that your brother was. Uh, to him and i totally understand why you know he he likes this character a lot and um yeah no might be because didn't you say to him well you know he is isn't he a bad guy he's here he's here at the uh he's here at this meeting and, and nick says something like yeah it depends on your your point of view <laughs> <laughs> your point of view yeah <laughs> oh man so yeah that's crazy but yeah 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 this this uh this man named boris um who's who's here he called himself boris and and he's in this room, this vaulted chamber, um, with all these other different individuals. And I mean, the, the whole thing kind of, uh, it starts off I and mean, we left off in the, in the last book, right. And this, on this high note, we're feeling pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a little nervous because we saw kind of what Rand can do, but now, you know, here it's like, uh, it's, it's next level. And we're, we're seeing this through this character Boris. We're seeing him, um, watch other people in this, um, social if you will it's almost like they're having a little social there's you know servants walking around with like drinks but the servants have like no eyes or glossed over eyes you know and and really looking kind of like they're almost maybe dead or not not there right so um Mm -hmm. that's kind of it's kind of scary it's got that vibe it's like really eerie right yeah yeah absolutely and um you know they there's a lot of you know there's a lot of people right you know but they're all um you know, says uh, some of these people have have disguised themselves, and mm-hmm. a lot of people ha- and some people haven't, and so um, Im- immediately things start to feel a little grim. And as we get going, it's almost like, well, hold on a second here. Are we on like the? Is this a dark council that we're looking at? Yeah, and and also you um, you bring up an interesting point. Like, uh, so our character is noticing that. Some individuals are more covered and are more disguised than others, and some are not. You know, like mm-hmm. like some he can he can clearly tell. Well, that's a high lord of Tyr. You know, that's a Shinaran. Um, at one point, he he sees a couple. Uh, he sees he sees a woman, right? Who's got like this um, her hood up. You can't you can't see anything. Not I mean, she's completely covered except for the ring that she's wearing, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and you realize that it's um, it's one of the ice. It's something that's same same type of ring that Moraine wears, and so you go, hold on a second, <laughs> like, what is she doing here? You know, uh, and our character even calls that individual a witch. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's it's interesting, right? As you as you start to see these people, and why are some of these people covered? Why? Are some not, um, you know, what is what is the point of this council? Um, and so as as we get into it, you know, so they they uh, the first little bit is just them kind of all all gathering and stuff like that. Um, and then, um, you know, the chamber, the, the the chamber swings open. Right. And then we see a couple of Trollocs uh, walk in and they're followed by a Murdral. Mm hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah, pretty scary, and it's it's sort of like um, I think each of like the reactions you get from some of the other individuals will tell you whether they've had a whole lot of experience or interaction uh, with Trollocs and Murdral too. So 
just because we're at a, do a dark social uh, gathering, there are people from all over the continent here. Uh, every land is sort of represented and you've got nobles and you've got farmers and you've got commoners and, you know, uh, various people. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a murderall stepped between them and they fell to their knees. It was garbed in black that made the Trollocs male and the human's mask seem bright. Garments that, uh, that hung still without a ripple as it moved with a viper's grace. Uh, the man who called himself Boars felt his, his lips dripping black or drawing black over his teeth. Half snarl and uh, half he was shamed to admit even himself fear. It had his... Uh, it had its face uncovered, its pasty pale face, a man's face, but eyeless as an egg, like a maggot in a grave. Yeah, man. I mean, so it's like just really kind of selling what is going on here. Yeah. And what I think is crazy, too, is that like you have the merdral, but then we have these new individuals, the, the servants, too, you know, that were kind of clad in almost like see through garment. And but yet and they they're mute. They don't speak. And it seems like they can't you know, see. So how are they walking around? Who's controlling them? So it's weird because it does also, you, you have the scary merge draw and the Trollocs. Um, and then you've got this also just off putting sort of scene with, uh, these individuals walking around serving everybody. And so you're kind of mm -hmm. like, wow, this is, this is, this is like next level. Like we are, we are at the, maybe the, the dark ones palace or something like, you know, wh where are we? Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, your master comes, the Murdral's voice uh, rasped like a dry snake's skin crumbling. To your bellies, worms, grovel, lest his brilliance blind and burn you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Ah, man. So, I mean, just telling everybody in this room, get uh, you need to you need to be beg, right? You need to get on your get, and get on your get on your bellies and grovel. Uh, then it says, you know, but which is kind of interesting, right? Because you think all these people from all these different places are coming, but there's somebody here that they all uh, feel, you know, afraid of or are scared of. Um, so, yeah. You know, rage fills the man who calls himself Boars at the at the tone at the tone as much as the words, but then the air above the half man shimmered, and the import drove home. It can't be. It can't. So the Trollocs were already on their bellies. Uh, you know, raising as if they wanted to uh, burrow into the floor. Without waiting to see if anyone else moved, the man who called himself Bored dropped face down, grunting as he bruised himself on a sp on a stone. Words sprang to his lips like a charm against a against danger. They were a charm, though a thin reed against what he feared. And he heard a hundred other voices, br breathy with fear, speaking the same against the floor. The great Lord of the dark is my master and most heartily do I serve him to the last shred of my very soul. In the back of his mind, a voice chattered with fear. The dark one and all the forsaken are bound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. It's so getting real that, serious. That, that's actually so fast. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. A, a couple things. Right. So the, so, so the Murdral is at first telling these individuals to you know, bow on your bellies. You know, it's ordering them around. And Bors is pissed. He's basically like, you right. know, one day Who are the you? Dark Lord yeah, is going to return. And he'll pick, you know, these individuals who he's going to exalt over you. He's going to lift up over you. And we're going to have, you're not going to be able to talk to us like this anymore, right? And then you get this sort of like, um, as he sees sort of this apparition or whatever, the the his Dark Master there, um, 
you you get the thought. So all that this, it's in italic, it's it's italicized, uh, where it kind of is really another thought that's happening in uh, Boris's mind, right? The Dark One mm-hmm. and all of his Forsaken are bound. Um, bound in Sheogul, bound by the creator at the moment of creation. No, I serve a different master now. Um, and then again, it comes back to the Italian. You keep, keep following the italicic uh, sized uh, writing here. So the hand of the creator shelters us all and the light protects us from shadow. No, no, a different master. So it's almost like Bors is kind of struggling with this idea. You've been taught, you've been raised to kind of, there's almost like a prayer to keep the dark one away and, and to deny the dark one. It's the same thing that Rand and the other boys do, you know, in, um, in, in the eye of the world, you know, they're often sort of told to, to deny the dark one. Um, if you say that he's bound in Sheol Gould, then he's bound there. And that's that. Right. So, you know, Bors is kind of going back and forth, almost having like a competing sort of, uh, he, he, he definitely, he, I mean, he definitely would not be saying that out loud. Not here. He would not be saying that the yeah. dark one is bound. That's not something you say. Um, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it is. Yeah, man. It's, it's getting real serious, you know, real fast. Yeah. Talking about, um, yet do I serve and I'm sure, you know, and certain of hope and of life everlasting bound in shale ghoul bound by the creator at the moment of creation. No, I serve a different master now. Yeah. And as you said, you know, surely the faithful shall be exalted. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, th- so then the man who calls himself Bors finishes the creed um, panting as if he had run 10 miles. Rise. All of you rise. Right. Uh, the uh, the Maleficent's voice took him by surprise. Surely none of his companions lying on their bellies with their masked faces pressed into the mosaic tiles would have spoken, but it was not the voice he expected um, from. Cautiously, he raised his head enough to see with one eye. The figure of a man floated in the air above the murdral, the helm of his blood-red robe hanging a span over the half-man's head, masked in blood-red too. Would the great lord of dark appear to them? as a man and masked besides yet the murdral and it's very uh it's it's very gaze fear trembled and almost cowered where it stood in the figure's shadow so now you think about this murdral right right and and, and <laughs> trollics and and all of these things that we were running from rand and everyone are running from and fearful of in the last book and now you have a murdral there that's that's gazed in fear so i mean they're paint they're they're really selling this that this is this is real dangerous right here yeah yeah definitely so when you can see sort of those um shadow spawn who are like you know afraid themselves i mean because at first what's and what's really genius about um robert jordan's writing is that uh boar starts to kind of question you know the great lord of the dark appears to us as a man question mark uh and Mm -hmm. masked besides question mark Yet, so he is questioning, but yet when he sees the Murdral's reaction, kind of thinks, you know, oh, shoot, like, all right, I, <laughs> I better, uh, you know, like, not question this at all. This is real. You know, this is real serious. So it, yeah, it's very, one of those. Very serious. Yeah, like an indirect characterization thing where you see another character reacting to this character and you think, oh, wow. But we, it's weird because there's, there's two things going on there. He's having, again... Boris is conflicted with what he's seeing, with what he's understanding. He's questioning what's happening. He's questioning, you know, um, this figure who's in front of him. Uh, but, you know, the conflicting prayer back and forth. But, yeah, yeah, still still very real. 
Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, as uh, you go, you go on a little bit here, um, you know, uh, he's thinking just about you know, the dark one kind of returning, right? Is is uh, what what he's thinking about there? Um, you know, rise. There was a snap in the red mask figure's voice this time. Uh, stand. You know, the man who called himself Boris scrambled up awkwardly, but halfway to his feet. Um, he hesitates, you know, and then he keeps thinking, you know, would the, would the Dark One appear um, or even one of the Forsaken? The eye holes of that blood red mask swept slowly across him as he straightened hastily. He thought he could feel the heat of an open furnace in that uh, gaze. So again, really just powerful from this uh, kind of uh, creature there. Um, he says, I have been known by many names, but the one by which you shall know me is Balsamon. Now, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is where things get kind of interesting because it's like, wait, didn't Rand yeah. uh, just beat that guy? Um, right, right. Yeah. Maybe not entirely, maybe not so much. Uh, the man who called himself Boris uh, clamped his teeth to keep them from chattering. Balsamon. In the Trolloc tongue, it meant heart of the dark, or even um, unbelievers knew it was the Trolloc name for the great lord of the dark, whose name must not be uttered. Wow. Which in itself mm-hmm. is, yeah. is just crazy. It's just crazy, right? You know, um, his na- he whose name must not be uttered. That sounds an awful lot like another character from another book yeah. series that I'm thinking <laughs> about. I'm wondering where that, you know, was ripped off from. And now, right, I, yeah. now, and now I know. Right? Now you know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. No, yeah. Not the new train. Not the true name Shaitan, but still forbidden among those gathered here. The others of their kind to sully either with a human tongue was blasphemy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, you know, it's why Nick, when he, when he, you know, he comes in here and he starts, you know, speaking the dark one's name. I don't really, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't really, really take too well to that. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, uh, yes. Yeah. 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 Cause when we were looking up, when we were looking up, uh, names for the podcast and of course this is my first read, uh, I was like, <laughs> you know, messaging people I know and stuff like that. And then, my brother Nick, my brother Nick, who we rested, so we did a Patreon episode with, said, uh, "Oh, you should be like followers of Shaitan." And I, I said that to Ezra, like followers of uh, Shaitan, and you're like, "What? Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you doing over there? Yeah, yeah who are you talking to? Yeah, let's let's not go that. So. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. Well, uh, the place where you stand lies in the shadow of Shale Ghoul. Uh, more than one voice mo- moaned at that, and the man who called himself Boris was not sure his own was not among them. So Balzamon's here, very powerful, right? Uh, Fear not, for the day of your master's rising upon the world is near at hand. The day of return draws nigh. Does it not tell you so that I am here to be seen by... Uh, by you favored few among your brothers and sisters. Soon the wheel of time will be broken. Soon the great serpent will die. And with the power of that death, the death of time itself, your master will remake the world in his own image for this age and for all ages to come. And those who serve me faithfully and steadfast will sit at my feet above the stars in the sky and rule the world of men forever. So have I promised and show and so shall it be without end. You shall live and rule forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. And so that's sort of the promise, right? I mean, that these individuals like Boris believe that they're going to be lifted, you know, up high and put in, in, in seats of power. And uh, even if they are powerful men, 
you know, who may have been ambitious, like, boom, this is, this is going to take them to the next level. And if you're a commoner and you do some great deed for the, the dark one, then, you know, he's going to, uh, give you powers and it's all, all about kind of climbing that ladder. Um, Another thing that's mentioned, they mentioned it earlier, it was a, a paragraph where they talked about Luce Theron taking the hundred companions and sealing the Dark One in his prison. And he sealed him there with, you know, 13 of the Forsaken, um, the you know, 13 of the most powerful channelers of the One Power. And it's it's sort of believed by these individuals, and it says that they are living yet decaying, like they... They're, they are dying, but yet ever living like they're, you know, and we, we kind of saw them when they can't, when they come out, right. They don't look that great. Uh, but slowly life starts to fill them and they start to, you know, like come alive again or whatever, but they're, they're essentially eternal. I mean, they're, they're kind of, uh, they've been preserved, I guess, if you will, because of their, um, imprisonment. And it's, it's these individuals here would love to be, you know, uh, whether they're, one of the forsaken or whether they are just lifted up into um, working for one of them or, or whatever um, they believe there's a hierarchy that's coming that they're going to be able to be a part of this and be a part of um, this order. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, again, it just, it really uh, dark, you know, this, this chapter, right. The day of return comes closer, but there is much yet to do much to do. Um, you know, Balsamon here sort of maybe projecting himself uh, is what it you know, what it seems like to this to this meeting. You know, as he says, still like, um, you know, in uh, trapped in, in Shea'el Ghul or, um, um, you know, and so making promises uh, to these people in a couple of different ways. One, I mean, it's al- it's the promise of what will happen if you help me. And it should almost be the promise of what will happen if you don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's like, no, you are to serve me because I will uh, get out and we are going to break the wheel and, and remake the world. Right, right. Yeah. And these individuals, they've, they've kind of they've given over to I mean, they've already made a pledge to the dark one. So it's like now you're going to honor that for sure. And, you know, you don't just get to be I, I, I don't know, like it's it's a path to you know, these other powers and, and, and greater access, but at the same time, it's going to come with a cost. So yeah. they're starting to realize yeah. that now. Yeah. So, um, okay. So when, after he says, but there is much yet to do, um, Boars, right. The man called Boars, uh, uh, shows him a couple of, uh, figures, right. Um, so one, the figure of a young man, a little lower than Balsamon, a man who called himself Boars, could not decide whether he was uh, living or not. A country lad by his clothes, with the light of mischief in his brown eyes and a hint of smile on his lips, and, a, and as if a memory or anticipation of a prank. The flesh looked warm, but the chest did not move. With the breath, the eyes did not blink. To the right, um, wavered with he as a second country-clad figure hung suspended a little below Balsamon, a curly-haired youth as heavy-muscled as a blacksmith and an oddity. A battle axe hung at his side, a great steel half-moon balanced by a thick spike. A man who, uh, you know, Boris suddenly leans forward, intent on even greater strangeness, he has yellow eyes. Then the third... A tall fellow with eyes now gray, now almost as blue as the light took them, and dark red, uh, reddish hair. Uh, you know, he's, he's, a, he's either a villager or a farmer. 
the man who called himself Boris gasped, yet another thing out of the ordinary, though he wondered why he should expect anything to be ordinary here. A sword swung from his belt, a sword with a bronze heron on the scabbard, and another uh, inset to the long, two-handed hilt. A village boy with a heron mark blade, impossible. What can it mean? And a boy with yellow eyes. He noticed the Murdral looking at the figures, trembling. And uh, useless, he misjudged in- entirely. Its trembling was no longer fear, but hatred. So, obviously, we see uh, figures that resemble our, our 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 cast of characters, right? You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the one with mischief, Matt. Uh, the one with the battle axe. Uh, you know, blacksmith, uh, Perrin, and then the one with the hair mark blade, Rand. Right? Yeah. Um, uh, so he says, uh, you know, uh, there is now one, uh, Balsamon speaks, there is now one who walks the world, who, one who was and will be, but is not yet the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Say what? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh-huh. I mean, all the prologues are big deals, right? And all and all and all yeah. the books, right? Like yeah. they're 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 definitely. I mean, you you go back to the last the last book and the and the prologue in in that. Um, I mean, a lot of that stuff comes right back up to play at the end, right? You know, Rand using the mm-hmm. one power uh, and stuff like that, and learning yeah. with Luke there, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just want to say, like, I, you can't under like emphasize that that line, you know, that he he. Um, He's, he's speaking in the way that Robert Jordan writes. This is just awesome. You know, there is now one who walks the world, one who was and will be, but is not yet the dragon. You know, it's like, geez, what in the what? light save us? I mean, you don't know whether that's, I mean, because you've been even in, in the um, outside of this meeting, we've been told like, that's not a good thing. You know, like like having the dragon's fang, you know, uh, on on your door and and these false dragon who are being taken down. Uh, we saw Loghain and Camelin taken in by the Aes Sedai, and uh, it just doesn't seem like it's a good thing to uh, to be talking about the dragon. Okay. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, here we yeah, are. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just yeah. I mean, that's yeah. The dragon reborn, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, as a murmur, the people are saying we are here to kill him. Uh, that from the Shinarian, um, perhaps Balsamon says simply, and perhaps not, uh, sooner or later it will be so in this age or another, perhaps he can be turned to my use. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, the man who calls himself Boris blinked in this age or another. I thought the day of return was near what matter, uh, you know, it matters to me, um, Ha- what happens in this age if I grow old and die waiting in the you know in this one uh, but Balsamon was speaking again already a bend is forming in the pattern one of the many points where he who will become the dragon may be turned to my service must be turned better that he serve me alive than dead but alive or dead serve me he must and will these three you must know for each is a thread in the pattern I mean to weave and it will be up to you to see what um, that they are placed as I command study them well that you will know them well um, you know so Boris kind of shifts uh, uh, uneasy right um, and then uh, says you know we uh, 
there's the woman, right? Uh, but the mm-hmm. uh, Elena, uh, Elena woman, he realized with her hands spread over her, you know, her bosom as if to hide the rounded flesh she exposed, eyes wide, half frightened and half ecstatic. She was nodding eagerly as though to someone face to face with her. Right. And, and, and wanting to do what he, what he says. So then um, it seems that everyone is given uh, some instructions. Right. And that yeah. no one hears. So everyone's given their own individual uh, in instructions. Right. So that's that's yeah. definitely that's definitely uh, intriguing. So uh, Boars. Right. The man who called himself Boars jerked as a red mast filled his eyes. Are you faithful, Boars? Um, he says, I am faithful, great Lord. I cannot hide from you. I am faithful, I swear. No, you cannot. You cannot hide from me. Command me, great Lord, I obey. Firstly, you are to return to Terabon and continue your good works. In fact, I command you to redouble your efforts. Um, he says, you know, as you command. Secondly, you will watch for the three young men and have your followers watch. Be warned they are dangerous. Uh, Boris, you know, kind of agrees. Um, he says, how can I do that? I can see them, but I can't see everything, uh, anything except his face, right? With uh, Boswan floating right there in front of him. His head fell about to burst. A sweat slicked from his hands under his thin gloves, and his shirt clung back uh, to his back. Uh, dangerous, uh, great lord, farm boys, is one of them. A sword is dangerous to the man at the point, but not to the man at the hilt, unless the man holding the sword is a fool or careless or unskilled, in which case it is twice as dangerous to him as to anyone else. It is enough that I have told you um, to know them. It is enough that you obey me. Yeah, so uh, Balsamon is uh, very kind of specific, yeah. Uh, in, yeah. in his in his in his commands here, as you know, you don't you don't need to ask questions. You know, this is not this is not really the kind of situation where you can ask questions, right? It, but isn't it, it? It's interesting in this whole thing, right? Is that he he does question? You know, he's yes. he's actually able to question Balsamon on multiple you know things. You said you know that uh it, it wait you're even questioning wait Balsamon was was defeated by Rand we see here that he's severely burned and he's he looks like mm-hmm. he's he's gone through some trauma and so was he killed maybe not looks like he's back maybe he's reformed himself or saved himself somehow um we're, we're questioning all you know all of this we're even questioning whether or not we've heard you know that the dragon reborn is not a is, is not a good you know being the dragon or that the dragon would come again is not something that the people are looking forward to and it's like now wait a second because the dark one now uh air quote dark one is also trying to you know send his forces to either kill the dragon or one of these boys right or to acquire them in in some way so it's one or the other so you can start to see why maybe people would be afraid that the dragon would be you know taken um by the by the dark one uh and, and he uses that example with the sword it's more that the dragon is just a powerful sword and it's it's who wields the sword and who who you know holds the hilt um that that matters and so yeah anyways it's just interesting that you keep bringing up that he is he is questioning uh things and this is not the time you should be questioning but yet he 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 does and i keep saying the word question you know so yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, let me see here. Um, you know, the man who calls himself Borg realized, uh, you know, the instructions make no sense. If I knew what some of the others were told, perhaps I could piece it together. Um, and then, uh, you know, abruptly he felt his head, he had gra- uh, 
grasped as though a giant hand crushing his temples felt himself being lifted and the world blew apart in a thousand bursts each flash of light becoming an image that fled across the mind or spun or dwindled into the distance before he could um, more than barely grasp it in a possible sky uh, you know clouds red and yellow and black racing as if driven by the mightiest wind of the world he had ever seen and so it's almost like a lot of things are just kind of flashing um, you know in front of him a woman a girl dressed in white um, a raven stared at him in the eye knowing him and it was gone an armored man in a brutal helm um, and, and a gilded like some monstrous poisonous insect raised a sword and plunged to one side beyond his view a horn curled and golden um, and one piercing note it, uh, it sounded as it flashed towards him tugging his soul uh, in the last instant it flashed into a blinding golden ring of light then passed through him a wolf leaped out from the shadows uh, the you know, just a lot of things. The skies are raining fire and the moon and the stars fell. Rivers ran in blood and the dead walked. The earth splits open. Uh, you know, then it says the man who find, who called himself Boris found himself half crouching in the chamber with the others, most watching him uh, all silent. Wherever he looked up or down in any directions, the masked face of Balsamon overwhelmed his eyes. The images that had flooded into his mind were fading. He was sure many were already gone from memory hesitation he straightened Balsamon always before him great lord some commands are too important to be known even by he who carries them out um you know then he says as you command great lord when he straightens he was alone in silence once more yeah i mean so now it's just seeing all of these things all of all of all of these uh, what seem like important what will become important people or places or things just rushing in front of him uh, yeah. And, and so again, this is someone, you know, he's an individual who wants to question and who wants to put all the pieces together. He's trying to figure it out. He says, wouldn't it be better if he knew more of what was going on? And then he's countered with this, whatever that was that you just read. I mean, all these different images and people and, and places and, uh, scenes are flashing in front of his eyes. And it, the idea is that, yeah, you don't need to know. There are some things that you know, I, I can't risk. I can't risk you knowing. And then what? What's the idea there? That he could be betrayed? You know, that he could maybe pass this on to someone else? Um, you know, dark friends uh, be dark friends, you know? So, yeah. I don't know. Well, and it's, and it's, it's, such, it's, so, it's so big, right? I mean, that's, you know, that's part of the other thing. And from Balsman's point of view is it's, it's big. You're talking about, you know, the wheel of time, not just not just a handful of people and what all of their individual pieces are and, and, and everything. So, uh, okay. So, um, after that, um, you know, he, he's trying to kind of think about what it was, right? He's like, I know mm-hmm. there was something, but what, there was something wasn't there. He rubbed his hands together. Um, so then he sees, uh, the farmer, right with the sword and the lad with the look of mistress on his face already in his mind but the man who called himself Boris had named them um the blacksmith the swordsman and the trickster what was their place in this puzzle they must be important or Balsman would not have made them the center of this gathering how important are they blue then he starts to kind of i think piece them together a little bit maybe blue eyes could mean the nobility of andor unlike unlikely in those clothes and then there was the borderlanders with those light eyes as well as some of the tarians not to mention uh a few from Giladon, and of course um you know but yellow eyes who are they what are they yeah 
Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, just kind of piecing it all together. Um, and so then uh, he says he, he, he's, he started at a touch at, on his arm and looked around to find a white-clad servant, a young man standing by his side. The others were back, uh, you know, more than before. Each one of them masked. Balsamon now is gone, as is the murderall. Uh, if it please you, my lord Bors, I will show you to your room. Avoiding those dead eyes, he glanced once more at the three figures, then followed. And then he's a little uneasy, kind of just thinking about it. Um, and uh, that is actually kind of most uh, of it. He's kind of just walking back to the um, uh, to his room, kind of thinking about you know some of some of these things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just trying to piece it together. And so then one one last little kind of line here. He says, "For that much power, I would praise the great Lord of Dark under the dome of truth." You know, and then he remembers the uh, the commands given to him by Balsamon. Yeah, yeah, he does, and. So, right, he walks back with the servant. I mean, he has a couple odd thoughts about the servants again, just them being weird and sort of like, how do they know what he's thinking and, and everything. And, yeah, so everyone is sort of um, going back to their chambers, and then they're going to go back to the various lands and, you know, kingdoms and, and um, places that they came from. So, on the whole, I mean, like, what's really interesting, a lot of uh, clues are kind of littered throughout this and and these this social this dark friend social here you know and where we're kind of like we get introduced to different lands to different orders to different people and so when you hear about like i don't know like here's an example so they listed they listed um one of the high lords of tier was there well i mean i guess you you would be thinking right when you get to god if we ever come across you know tier like we, we better be paying attention because, you know, one of those, one of those high lords or noblemen from Tyr was at this meeting, right? And you realize how many people are here and how many of them are like possibly. So I don't know. At this point, you just like you just cannot uh, you can't trust anybody. OK, and the hunt is on at this point. So it's just it's just it's absolutely um, it's awesome. It's a it's a great setup. So well, and I think I think the bigger thing to kind of take away from this chapter too is in the last book, right? Um, you know, we talked about dark friends a little bit, but I would say mostly it felt like we're running from like monsters, right? We're running from Trollocs and Fades and, and Murdrals, but now we're seeing that oh, the the web of the Dark One is much bigger mm-hmm. than just these kind of monster type figures. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very true. Yeah, yeah, like like these these individuals and some of them, if they're in a position of power, well, they control major events. Um, you know, Boris was told to go back to Toman Head, and he was told not to tell anybody about. And it says it actually says the Damani, and you don't really know what that is or what that means yet. But it's like don't tell anybody about it. And you're like, wait a second, okay. Um, <clears throat> and he has those specific instructions. So you look at like how does that play out, like. What would have happened if some of these in, these dark friends don't follow through with their orders or or whatever? We're we're approaching this bend, as it's called, a bend in the pattern, maybe a weak point where you could pull the dragon uh, to your side or defeat you know him in some way. But yeah, all all of these individuals are that they, they I mean literally they, they he puts the three individuals up there and he basically tells you you know the hunt is on for these three. Right. 
Mm-hmm. So, so, so like, remember we were talking at the end of uh, the last book that um, we talked about the great hunt for the horn, you know, but we already know we have the horn and you're going to find out later, right? That there will be a great hunt, but there's two hunts going on right now. And, and so these dark friends are hunting and they're going to go, they're trying to lay a trap and trying to do, you know, whatever. Um, so at one point, one of the Shinarans cries out, you know, you know, it's this being the dragon reborn, should we kill him? Should, do what? Do you want us to kill him, right? And that's where he kind of says, maybe, maybe not. We don't really know. Uh, n- no, like like the full vision of the Dark One's, you know, plan uh, or Baalzaman's plan is not given to us. And that's the whole point: is that your no Dark friend is going to have that much power. No one's going to know all of his plans. So if one, if this thing doesn't work out or that that doesn't work out, uh, you, you've got backups upon backups or whatever. It's it's um, intricate. So. Could they even kill him? You know, that's another question. Could could they Ugh. kill him? I mean, oh we, we saw, we, we saw um, Agonar try, and that didn't work out for him. So, you yeah. know, and Rand, yeah. Rand's power is is uncontrollable to him, which, you know, can spell bad news, bad news for him. So, yeah, yeah. So great prologue, though. I mean, again, you know, it's something that we're going to have to come back to a lot as we go through this book, because um, a lot of this, I'm guessing, as is definitely more of the expert on this, will come back to play. I mean, that was the same thing with the prologue in the last book is a lot of that stuff came back to play. Um, Luce Theron mentioned again, you know, some of these things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah. And as I don't think we're we, we're going to save Ravens and all that kind of stuff for our, our bigger um, uh, breakdown tomorrow. Is that correct? Yeah. The only thing I had listed was just basically, you know, patrons, a couple comments from them just kind of saying that they were excited for us to get into uh, the great hunt and, and, uh, you know, uh, our friend Nicole Whitaker said to buckle up, it's going to be a bumpy ride. And, uh, you know, so, so that was kind of neat. Um, some individuals, Sir David just finished up the eye of the world, uh, and is ready to start on the great hunt. So people are right along there, you know, with us and, um, our Tavir and Lady Amanda is, is on into chapter 19. This was just a couple, like a week or so ago. Uh, so yeah, we've got several people who are just right in there with us in the thick of this and experiencing it at the same time, whether it be for the first time or if it's, uh, you, you know, if you've read it multiple times, I think you can always get something new uh, from a second, third, fourth, fifth, and so on. Uh, read because there's so many different you know, layers. And there's, there's just, uh, you can get all the way down to Robert Jordan's word choice that he, that he pits around different characters. I mean, I mentioned something kind of subtle in this chapter that I hadn't caught until this read through, which was just the amount of questions that were being asked by this individual. And I was like, cheesy cow. Okay. That's, that's pretty cool. And there's a good reason why I say that. Um, and those who have read it before will know, you know, but so, you know, it's just like, I never had really thought about that until we actually pulled the book out and you and I sit down and, and, and you kept saying it actually, I didn't even really think until you kept saying like, well, he's, he's questioning this, he's questioning that. And so I'm like, Oh, geez. Um, so yeah, pretty cool. And it's it just, it's just neat to have everyone kind of in on this at the same time and, and ready to get into the great hunt. It is good. It is literally one of my, um, it has one of my favorite characters in this book and we've already kind of met him. Um, and, uh, we're going to, we're going to meet him more and I'll talk more about this character in the next you know, batch of chapters, but I'm, I'm real excited, real excited for this book. Yeah. As, as am I, I mean, again, you know, it's like once you hit that point towards the last couple chapters of, um, the eye of the world, right. And everything takes off and you realize that, Oh wow. All three of these kids, all three, uh, you know, Rand, Matt and Perrin are all, 
uh, to Viren, oh man, everything's like, okay, hold on a second here. Everything's yeah. way bigger, way right, bigger right. of a deal. Everything's connected. They're all connected. Um, and now, uh, you know, as we're, uh, I'm mostly, mostly done with my reading for the, uh, the first part of of the podcast and seeing where just seeing where everything is going right with the fallout of now knowing that Rand is you know uh, you know not just uh, not just right the uh, Taviran but something mm-hmm. more uh, mm-hmm. and what that's going to lead to him is is awesome so yeah so definitely excited for this book definitely excited to keep uh, plowing through yeah yeah it's gonna be fun and I I can't yeah again like we said we'll we'll be back um, hopefully tomorrow with uh, with our regular episode and we'll. Uh, get that out to you guys, but this has just been, um, there's a few just, again, like my, I, I kept mentioning in the first book, there are points I, I couldn't wait for you to get to in this book. And that's, that's the whole exciting part of it. So it's, you know, people are waiting to see what you think, what you catch, what you don't catch. And, and I always tell people, and I think, um, Heather Reed was, was in our, on our, on our Patreon feed, kind of talking about the fact that, um, you, y- you have to be okay with reading through this and not quite, knowing exactly what is going on or where this is going, because that is what the author is trying to do is to set you up for a big twist or a turn or a surprise uh, or something to where you're like, Oh, what, you know, what just happened? Like you want those moments. And so again, that's, that's sort of why I do uh, try to hold back or not spoil or, or what have you. I think uh, Lord James Hunter also sent us something too, where, where he was sort of like, yeah, it, it really is. You just have to, you just kind of have to, give into it and just keep pushing through the terminology and learning the lay of the land. And eventually uh, all these little kind of references and nods to different kingdoms, Terabon and, you know, uh, Tyr and Amadicia and different places will, will all make sense later on uh, because we go, you know, obviously we get a long way to go. We, we're going to go to various places on this continent. So, yeah. Absolutely. So, all right, guys. Well, we will be back uh, with uh, with this. So, but we want to thank you for answering the call because in our next episode we will be discussing the Great Hunt chapters one through ten. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a message at thehornofalier at gmail We will see you soon, and remember that the grave is no bar to our call. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money at Menards. 
Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save